Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carleen Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution, and your host. And I am covering, I think this is my last episode on um, brain injury Q&As that people are wanting to know. And as before, disclaimer, this happened in 1994. Um, There was no, little to no research, little research, um, little understanding and no access to information, no support groups, no recovery. It was just, here's what your husband has. Have a nice day. Good luck. Um, and then we left feeling completely empty, lost, and traumatized. And it's been up to us to figure it out. For me, after years and years and years of drowning in this mess, I went and got my degree in conflict resolution and negotiations, and then later certified in hostage and crisis negotiations. It has helped me change my life um, from the standpoint of dealing with conflict and dealing with traumas and, and pain and brain injuries. It's a conflict, and it has, it has made every difference in my world. Every difference. So let's get on with the last few questions. Is there anything I should avoid doing while helping my husband recover from his injury? Um, For me, yeah, I would have avoided keeping it secret. Um, And it's not that, be careful that you don't become part of his firing squad, but but there's a whole lot more understanding around brain injuries now. So it's an open conversation. Ours was not, they didn't even know what it was. We didn't even know why, why he was, you know, why would he pull things out of the oven without oven mitts? Don't know. Nobody could tell us. And uh, not even brain injury people could tell us. You know, not even the specialists could tell us. You know, why was he doing that? Why was he picking up some kids from school but not others? Um, Because he forgot he had other kids. Um, You know, why was he doing some of those things? So is there anything that I should avoid, that you should avoid doing while helping my husband recover? Hmm. Man, if you could be there. Just paying attention. If you have kids, pay attention. Help them be whole. Um, What to avoid? Avoid losing yourself in the trauma. Avoid isolating yourself from people. You can simply say, I don't want to really talk about it today. If they want to talk about, oh, what's going on with your husband and what's he done? Um, You could, and in nobility, say, I, I, you know, it's just a hard day. I don't want to talk about it today, which that could have been my plan, but I did it completely different and for different reasons. Um, so yeah, avoid losing yourself in the trauma, avoid, uh, keeping it secret. Just say it's not that you don't want to talk about it. It's not today. Find your nucleus of trusted confidants, people that don't go out and blab, people that don't share your news, don't share your stories, um, find that group. And it may just be one person or not. Um, Avoid making trauma your life. Um, In the beginning, I like if you had a cesarean section, you avoid doing a lot of activities. In the beginning, I, I I wanted to do all the activities because I didn't know there was anything wrong. But 
like I've shared before, he had an he had a rollover accident in August of 2021 and brought him home a completely different person. He had a brain injury. He suffered a you know a concussion and brain injury there, and totally changed his personality again. Um, and so what I did there is I stayed close to home, accessible. Um, checked on him. I let him go with his flow for a little while. And then I was there to, you know, take him to the doctor's appointments and things that he needed. But this time, you know, our kids knew. In 94, they didn't. This time, but they were all babies too. Um, So our kids knew. I would share with them, hey, this is kind of what's happening. And things that I was surprised by or things that I was shocked with, um, you know, any sense of negativity, I didn't necessarily share with people. Um, I might share it in, well, this is what happened, but this is where it went, or this is what I learned. So, yeah, it's kind of like doing a cesarean. You just lay low for a little bit, and then slowly but surely you start gradually seeing what the new activities are. What are they doing? Where are they going? What are they interested in? Um, I know that my husband's tastes changed both times. Um, I know that his interests changed. He, he, like he loved pizza. He didn't even know what pizza tastes like in, in 2021. He said he, he had no interest in even trying it. He said, I know it. I know it's what pizza is. It goes, I just, I don't know what it tastes like. And so it wasn't like it's something that he needed needed to seek out. He has always loved, 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 loved basketball. He said, I don't like basketball. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> it was like, wow, you know, okay, you didn't like, well, you used to like basketball. You used to love it. Yeah, okay, but I don't like it. It's boring and I'm not interested in it. And so he's had to re-educate himself to be interested in some of those things. And and that's the thing to realize is that they may re-educate themselves. And I'm just now saying that out loud, and I've never said that anywhere else, is that as they don't like things and as they try new things or as they try and relearn new things, go with it. See where it's going. As long as it's not dangerous or going to break up you know, the family, you might have to have that discussion. Um, because there are things that will creep up that can hurt family and really kind of level that situation. So you've got to talk about those things. Um, and when I had to talk about some of those things, I I was hostile <laughs> and I was enraged. And, um, but we've talked about it and now things are different that way. So yeah, you might have to do some of that. Um, last question, what kind of support services are available if needed in the future? So many support systems, so many support opportunities available, but I would say screen them because everybody wants to be, a, I want to charge everything and fix it, um, but they may not really have the tools. So pay attention to what your needs are, what your spouse's needs are. Pay attention to what that looks like, the, what they're saying, be willing to um, give them equal floor, give them a voice and let them decide. Yeah, I'm not so into this. Okay. If you're not into that, what would work? Do we have to get this, this kind of an action plan done? Does it have to be done this way? Well, you know, for your head, you, we do want to see what it looks like 
we do need to know how to help you in the future. So these tests are going to be necessary. So, but let's look at what they offer us. What are the options? What does that look like? And let's discuss what you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with. I might feel really passionate about one thing and really want him to try it. It may be a conversation where I say, okay, this is what I really think works. I know that you don't really want to do it. Can we try it? And then you give a deadline of, okay, this is when we're going to do it. So each time that you're saying, hey, take those pills or try that exercise, you're saying, um, just remember, once the pills are gone, we don't, we're going to do an evaluation. We can decide from there. And you pay attention to how they're responding and how they're reacting, not just on your own terms, but on their terms. How are they feeling about the situation too? Because I know that there were some times that I thought the medication was great. My husband didn't like it. Um, because he felt like the potency wasn't working. So it eventually became more of a, a hindrance for him to go and try and figure it out that he just said, you know what, I'm fine without it. Now, was I fine without it? No, not necessarily. I liked it better the other way. <clears throat> but I learned to manage what he ended up wanting to do because if not, then he hides things and he'll deceive you. And why do I want to set that up for him? No more than you'd want to set that up with a teenager. You want your teenager to tell you the truth. So you've got to be willing to hear it and maybe adjust to it. And there can be some deal breakers, but other most of the time, there's not a lot of deal breakers. There are some, but when it comes to getting treatment, find out what they do and how it works. It may be just that you sign up to go to the visit, but then pay attention, sit in on the visit ask the questions in the visit. Listen, you're not just there as a, a victim of the situation. You're there as a participant in the healing for yourself and for them. So participate in it, ask questions. You know, if something comes to mind, check it out. Now don't do it as a, you know, what's in it for me kind of thing, but do it in a holistic point of view. Like how is this going to impact us long-term? What did, were the ramifications? How might this respond? What do we do if it happens that way? What do we do if it works out well? What's our best case scenario? What does it look like if it's not going to work? Um, who, you know, those kinds of questions is what are healthy ways to kind of sort through your support services in the future. When you get into a support group, for example, if there are any, and you get into a support group, make sure that they're not, um, that was my alarm going off saying no more. Um, if you get into a support group, make sure it's a support group of healing, that there's an accountability of healing, not just a, everybody feel, sits here and moans and groans and then goes home and moans and groans more. There is a venting process that you do need to get it out and to get the frustration out, but find a support group that requires work, requires you to participate in a holistic way, not in to tell your whole story and be, um, you know, a tell all, but more of, Hey, you need to go home and you need to start asking these questions, or you need to go home and start using this tool, this communication tool. So you go home and you're actually going to do it. Um, that kind of thing, find a support group that does that versus one that just lets you bemoan the situation. Because believe me, if we want to bemoan it, we don't need a support group to do that. We just bellyache about it anywhere we want. <laughs> so <coughs> anyway, I've gone over. Um, you guys, I hope this has helped and it's been good for you. If you ever do have questions about it, just ask.